Welcome to the Science and Spirituality Podcast, where we dive deep into universal spiritual principles and ground them in modern science. My name is Chris Carton. And my name is Kevin Carton, and we are committed to simplifying the spiritual side of success for you with easy to understand scientific research so you can walk away with practical tools to create radical transformations in your life. Let's get started. How can you discern if you are being selfish or you are simply loving yourself? This is a great question that we received from Ray White on Instagram. So thank you, Ray, for your question. I'm going to read her whole uh, paragraph that she wrote so you have more context of what I'm answering here. And uh, I'm excited to share about this and talk about this because this is a very sticky or nuanced subject that there's a lot of uh, pitfalls or potholes in essence along the way along the journey. So Ray White writes, how can you discern whether you are loving yourself or being selfish? I find this very difficult because I fall into people pleasing too much and allow people to walk all over me due to childhood trauma. Every time I try to do something for myself, I worry I'm being selfish. I can't find a way to break this pattern. I would love to hear your advice on this. So again, Ray, thank you for the question and the answer. It's simpler than we may think. <laughs> aren't, aren't many things in, in life like that, that they're simpler than we make them out to be. And this is not to um, diminish or uh, minimize your challenge, Ray, or anyone else who deals with this, because there is significant difficulty within the discernment process, especially when we talk about trauma because it all comes from our programming, of course, our upbringing, what we learned, the beliefs we've we've grown to hold and and live our life from. And as we awaken in this path of self-development, self-growth, uh, spiritual awakening, it's sometimes challenging to look and see, find those parts of us that are still stuck in the past. So it is a challenge. But what I mean by simple, it's straightforward, but it doesn't make it make it easy to do. So, I just want to make that first point and, uh, and then as we dive into this. So I talk about this a lot, but this is my first piece of advice and approach to shifting and changing your perception. Because from this question, how can you discern whether you're loving yourself or being selfish and catching that time when you worry, oh, am I being too selfish or am I actually just loving myself? It really comes down to how you are choosing to view a situation or a circumstance, because I think there could be evidence on both sides of, yes, you be, maybe being selfish and someone having a, a certain perspective or perception on your situation and what you're doing might agree with you, but it might not be true. For example, like if you say that you want to stay in on a week, weekend night, like a Friday night or a Saturday night, and, or heck, maybe it was just like a, a lunch that, people, that your friends invited you to, and you decide you want to stay home because you're feeling like you want some more alone time. You might have a friend that call you selfish, that will call you selfish. Like, how could you? Like, you know, you know that we want to hang out and we haven't seen you in a week or so. It might seem to someone else being selfish, but to you and to what you maybe need for your mental, your emotional health, that might be the most loving thing you can do for yourself, but someone else's perception doesn't agree. That doesn't make it true. So the worry might be coming from believing in someone else's perception more so than your own. 
So that, that first and foremost, we have to challenge our own thinking and where we are drawing our decision or our perception from. Is it from someone else's point of view or is it truly from our point of view? And, you know, there's something, something to be said about honoring what someone else views or thinks, but it doesn't have to be the determiner of what that means to you in your life. Because maybe they're true, maybe they're right that you are being selfish, but only if that actually resonates with you, if that lines up with how you're feeling in that moment. But if you're, if you really truly were feeling like I need time on my own for myself and only you will know that, then it's not being selfish. So there's that nuance within this that we need to first establish where we are viewing this decision from or this behavior from and, and how it feels to us. And that, that is a process so uh, uniquely your own that no one can tell you how to discern that. Only you will know. How you can develop that ability to actually know what you know, that's, that's another piece of the, pro the process. And that, I believe, is something that I talk about a lot on this podcast of having metacognition or noticing what you are noticing. In other words, being the observer, being aware of what you are aware of so that you can discern much more easily. And that is a skill. And I've shared this before, but I'll share it again. And I'll put the, the link in the description of this episode. There is a meditation I created. It's 11 minutes. It's a guided meditation to help you connect or maybe even just reconnect with that part of you, that your soul self, your spiritual self, who you really are as a soul. That's really what metacognition helps you connect with. And so that meditation well, I created, and it's free. You can download it for free. Just put your name and email in, um, and that'll help you have more metacognition in your life and make it way easier to discern, in this case, whether you're loving yourself or being selfish. So that's the first thing I'd recommend. Second thing, and this uh, I'm sharing because I'm learning this myself, this, this new approach, this new insight that I'm gaining from a book I'm reading. So the book I'm reading is called Psycho-Cybernetics. And it's by a, a, an author named Dr. Maxwell Maltz. Quick background, this, this gentleman, this doctor, is a, actually a plastic surgeon back in the mid-1900s. Uh, and he had this developed uh, view on psychology. He called it self-image psychology that he developed over time of seeing his patients who would come in for uh, medical procedures to maybe fix a uh, deformity, uh, you know, an injury, a scar, and he would he would fix it with plastic surgery. But they would come back to him and say, "You didn't fix anything." Like we're, it was about twenty percent of his patients, and he got really curious about that. Like, why why do people view themselves uh, the same even though physically they changed? And so he got very curious about that. And there's a lot of scientific backing to prove that our self image actually matters more than actually our physical appearance. And so. He developed that psychology, and there's a way of uh, working with your mind to shift and change negative limiting beliefs that I believe can help you here. If you're having this struggle of, oh, am I being too selfish, or I'm actually loving myself, I've had childhood trauma, I'm a people pleaser. So you can unlearn that behavior through this process. It's very simple, very powerful, though. He called it reasoning. I mean... Pretty straightforward. And he even begins this chapter, I believe it's chapter five or six, where he says, most of my patients, when he would work with people, would be kind of surprised that I would suggest such a simple thing, such as using your own God-given reasoning 
to determine the validity or the uh, the backing or the evidence of certain beliefs or certain ways of perceiving. Um, but it works. It really does work. And so there's questions he has in this chapter that I want to, I want to share with you. And it's fascinating. I literally read this this morning and then um, answering this question on this episode. So I wrote some notes, uh, questions on to, to shift to limiting beliefs, because that I believe is what all, all of this really is. It's like once we get clear and get connected with uh, knowing what is right for us, like I shared first, then discerning becomes easier, but then we can start to dismantle the negative limiting beliefs of, oh, I am being too selfish, but maybe that's not true. And maybe again, we're uh, operating from a limiting belief that we've learned from, again, the childhood trauma, maybe that has protected us. So how we can dismantle that. So the first thing using reasoning is Think of where you do feel limited or held back. In this case, that answer is already given is when making certain choices and worrying about you know people pleasing or having people walk over me, walk all over me, or um, just always giving in to others versus actually like acknowledging what I'm going to do for myself and not feeling selfish about it. So that's a this it's kind of like a a mess of a belief in there. So lots of different. Uh, cognitive dissonance going on. It's like you believe one thing and another. Like for example, in this case, like oh, I I believe that I I have I have a right to love myself and to take care of myself. Oh, but I also believe I might be being selfish in that case. And th then there's this fight going on within us, right? So that's where you may be feeling limited or held back. The next ask, why do I believe that I can't do this or shouldn't do something? Why, why do I believe, another way of saying this, why do I believe I'm being selfish here? Question that. And it seems like this person who's asked this question might have the answer that, oh, I've realized that I've had ch childhood trauma and had people pleasing. Okay, we got that understanding. So there's more of an understanding now that there is a, there's a reason why I'm acting out in that way or living, out, living my life in that way, but it doesn't align with me anymore. So you're starting to uh, take apart this way in which you're living or thinking because you're you're giving it more conscious attention so it's it's fascinating next question is this belief based on an actual fact or an assumption or is just a or is it just a false conclusion generally when we get to this question we realize that maybe something is based on an actual fact of something a piece of evidence in our past like this example of, again, a childhood trauma, but I like the last part of this question. It might be a false conclusion. This brings to mind something that I've heard Dr. Joe Dispenza speak on, who's a, a scientist who's trained as a chiropractor, but has done extensive research on the brain and the, the, the body and how we as human beings use neuroplasticity to transform. And he speaks about how, especially through trauma, we live out our past in the present because our neuronal structure, the neural net of our brain is wired and fired in structured in a particular way to actually believe that the past is happening right now in the present, even though in the present, there might be very different circumstances. As in, in this case of, again, being selfish or loving for yourself, going back to that example of saying no to hanging out with some friends on a weekend, Maybe like, what if they actually support you? What if they actually believe like, you know, I appreciate you for sharing that and, you know, more power to you. Like, I hope you're doing well and 
you know, have a good time and like uh, taking care of yourself and we'll see you another time. That, that so present moment time, there's actually not someone who is, uh, that is a, how would I say it? It's like, there's, it's not like a circumstance like that happened when we were a child in our trauma, right? Maybe that's not the case, but I'm just giving you an example where you could start to unbind yourself from this limiting belief or this limiting perception, because in the present moment, there's actually a change that you can actually be loving of yourself and not being selfish and challenging that questioning, that thinking and seeing the evidence of that. It's like, oh, it's a false assumption because look, I have great people in my life that actually do support me and actually don't think that I'm being too selfish. It's just me. It's only just me in my own head. So it might be a false conclusion. So once you got there, then there's even some more questions to go down the line. And this, again, you'll see how it starts to unpack and see for a really strong reasoning point of view that it's okay. You can love yourself and that you are loving yourself when you make certain choices. And if you've taken that first step of noticing what you're noticing and getting to know yourself more. So the next question, Dr. Maxwell Maltz puts forward in this book, is there any rational reason for such a belief? Is there rationally a reason for this belief now in my life now? And really think through this. He even says this after he puts forward these questions. This is not something to just think about for 30 seconds and then go on with your life. It's to think hard about it. Give it time. If you really want to change a behavior, change a habit, change a pattern, it takes time. So think more about this. Is there any rational reason for such a belief? Most likely you'll find a rational reason that it's actually not true. Second question after this, could it be that I'm just mistaken in this belief? Could it really be that I'm actually mistaken? In fact, maybe there's evidence in my life already that there's a different, a different belief that I can have now. And maybe that's why someone's asking this question. You, you might be asking yourself, am I loving myself or being selfish? Because you're now becoming more aware as, oh, there are ways that I thought in the past it would be selfish, but it's actually a way of loving myself. Like, for example, canceling plans if you feel you need more time for yourself. Next question. Would I come to the same conclusion? This one's powerful. Would I come to the same conclusion about some other person in a similar situation? Often this is really the, that, the question that unlocks it for us. Because the age-old saying is that uh, you know, um, we're often our own worst enemy. Um, but think about the opposite. What if you could be your own best friend? And often we treat others better than we treat ourselves. But so what if we actually take that perspective? Okay, think about someone else. If they're in this situation, how would I speak to them? How would I share? What would I share with them to help them discern and see if they're being selfish or actually loving of themselves? Uh, chances are, most often, if the answer is no, you're actually loving yourself. And the misconception is that you're thinking you're being selfish, but you're not. And you would easily break that down for someone and help them see that. So if you, you could do that and see that for someone else in a similar or exact same situation, then you could most likely rationally and reason that you can see it that way for yourself as well. Fourth and final question to discern. Why should I continue to act and feel as if this were true if there is no good reason to believe it anymore? To really dig into that. Because again, often 
perspective is liberating. And when we are aware, you may not be aware of all of the, maybe the trauma that you experienced as a child and maybe therapy or uh, support in that way could be really useful to help pick through this and understand it more. But I think if we truly apply a spiritual principle that we are as a spiritual being more than any thought, emotion, behavior, habit, conditioning, than anything we can ever face, by that spiritual principle, then we can choose a new right now in this moment and start to create a new pattern in our life. And that now is backed up more by science and neuroplasticity. So you actually technically don't need to know all of the backstory and understanding, but it could be liberating. So again, why should I continue to act and feel as if there, this were true, if there is no good reason to believe it? So again, if you built on this, this questioning, then I'd say most likely you'll be able to find your answer to whether you are loving yourself in the moment or you're just being selfish. I'll share one more point. And then uh, I have a gift for you, uh, another gift. I mean, we have the, uh, the guided meditation that I mentioned. I'll share in the, in the description of this episode. But I got one other gift that I think can really help you in shifting this pattern that you might want to pay attention to. But uh, last point, and then I'll get to that gift. The last point is uh, a way of navigating some tricky thought process by going deeper within. This, this piggybacks or adds on to my first point of really developing your ability to notice what you're noticing and have metacognition in your life because that'll create space so that you can make a change in your life and the pattern or the thought. But the other thing, trust your feelings. Work and develop that. Work on trusting your feelings. Because I personally believe, let's break it down here, that our feelings are our conscious awareness of the vibration that we are living in. And vibration is literally everything. I mean, literally take a microscope, look at the building blocks of matter of atoms. They're made up of protons, neutrons, and electrons, and they're just vibrating at very quick rates. And so everything is a vibration. It's all vibration. And in our human experience, our feelings are our conscious awareness of the vibration that we're in. And so when I say trust your feelings, to know, like discerning whether you're loving yourself or being selfish in that thinking process, drop down into the emotion. How does it feel to you when you're making this decision or thinking about a certain choice to make or how you're responding or how you're showing up in life, in relationships? Chances are, if you're actually being selfish, there's going to be a contraction feeling or feeling of, uh, it's like your emotions are going lower. The energy or vibration is slowing down as in it's, it's not, um, it, the opposite is obviously speeding up, expanding, there's more space, you feel at, more at ease. There's a more uh, good feeling, we could say. So it's either quote unquote bad or quote unquote good. And it's not really as um, dual or black and white as this, but it's a good uh, way of discerning and finding direction. If you're lost in your thoughts is go to the feeling. How does it feel to you? Because if it feels expansive, like here's a perfect, perfect example, going back to the example of friends. You say no to plans, and maybe the mind is coming up with the story of, oh, like, what are they going to think? I'm being selfish. That might feel like a contractive energy. But if you really go through the process of rational thinking and reasoning that I just walked you through with those questions, and after thinking through it, if you feel good about your decision, if you feel lighter, if you feel better, maybe even more proud of yourself, then 
there's a good chance that you're being more loving to yourself versus just selfish. But let's say if you like had plans set for a while and maybe you haven't seen your friends in like two months and it's been a while and you've been reclusive and you decide finally it's all right, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go out. Uh, and then, you know, time comes and a part of you doesn't want to go. Maybe it is being selfish. It's like you're holding back on just being connected with your friends and the, the decision or the thought of, oh, I'm just going to stay home. That actually feels more contractive. Like it actually doesn't feel like loving yourself, like true love for yourself. And maybe in a moment like that would be showing up and just connecting with your friends because you need it. You need that human, you human to human connection. So maybe it, it, there's a challenge to actually saying yes and continuing with those plans, but it feels more expansive to actually go for that. That's more loving. And it would be being selfish, staying home and not going with that and canceling plans. Then you might feel a contraction in your energy about that decision of staying home like over time. And it's not just you're thinking about it, but it really is that emotion of like, ah, I'm like letting them down. I'm letting even myself down. So you could see how nuanced it gets because there's no right or wrong answer here. There's only what feels best to you. And then that'll, I guess, be your quote unquote right answer, but that is up to you. No one can tell you what's right or wrong. Only you will know. So it comes full circle back to uh, trusting yourself and developing that ability to notice what you're noticing. So I hope that makes sense. I, in many, much of my teaching, because I uh, not only blend science and spirituality, but also uh, bring in multiple different perspectives. Sometimes I'm like, okay, I hope that was clear enough. I, I feel like I made my point, but hopefully this has helped you. So final point for this episode, I mentioned that I have a gift for you, that I think this would really resonate with you, especially if you're working through something like this or something similar. Uh, but also if you really feel called and feel a burning desire to make a change in your life and um, build a dream, live out your purpose, because that's personally what I feel as my uh, expertise as a coach is to help people live, discover and live their soul's purpose. But heck, these what we just talked about in this episode is a lot of that I work with my clients in and coaching. So here's my gift to you as a coach. I carve out time every month in my calendar for what I call strategy sessions. And this is a one hour face-to-face -face Zoom call that we get to talk and I get to help you in your life of identifying where are these challenges, these patterns or habits that have been you've been feeling stuck in or you're feeling challenged with, feel like you can't get over. I'll help you get clear on that. Then I'll help you get clear and connected with your vision of a life you'd love to live that's beyond this pattern, these programs in your mind that have been limiting you up until now. We'll get to clear on the vision and then I'll help you in discovering what steps can you take to discover, like I just said that, but discovering steps you could take <laughs> to bridge the gap from where you are to where you'd love to be in your life. And then at the end, we could talk about coaching and programs and how I can support you further than that if that resonates with you and if we find that we're a good fit. Now, this is a gift because this is often, the value of these coaching calls are $250 these one-to-one -one private coaching calls, but here I'm giving it to you as a gift. And this month in January, if you're listening very quickly, I have seven spots left for this call, but I also offer this later on each month generally. And so you could check my calendar if you're listening to this in the future, see if I have a spot available because this is my gift to you for listening to this episode. So if you'd like to book that call, explore having a coaching session with me as well as further coaching, then you can click the link in the description of this episode and claim your free call and look forward to talking with you on that strategy session. 
So with that said, my friend, I hope you, this session, this podcast episode has helped you to work through this discernment process of loving yourself or being selfish. And let me know in the comments as well. There's a question that I always put on these episodes now. So you can answer the question, like what you thought about this, or maybe other, I'll ask this, what are the ways that you discern whether you're loving yourself or being selfish? Because I'm sure you have great answers as well. Uh, I'd love to for you to put that in the, the, the answer section of the question so that you can share with everyone listening to this episode so that we can inspire each other. So you can go do that, comment on Spotify if you're on Spotify, because that's only available on Spotify. But with that said, have a great day. Talk with you on, an, on another episode. Peace. And that's it for today. So thanks for tuning in. We really hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as we enjoyed recording it. So any questions, any comments, connect with us on Instagram personally at Kevin F. Carton or at Chris J. Carton or our podcast Instagram page at Science and Spirituality Podcast. And if you feel guided to, the one thing that we do ask is for you to please rate the podcast and also leave a review. This way we can reach more people and in that way impact more lives. So with that, we'll see you on the next episode.